0: Alright. Uh how's everyone doing out there? This is uh this is another episode of Questions Like This. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we're we're almost up to double digits and That's uh, right. We're gonna keep this going. We're gonna we're gonna do another I guess uh I guess it's another uh career rundown, but it's also another uh I guess it's another like, you know, like who's letting this guy make movies or like, why is this person so strange? And, uh, we're talking, uh, perennial, uh, weirdo Shia LaBeouf or, or oh, wow. she, yeah. <laughs> she,
1: she, or you about to say Shia LaBeouf? Uh,
0: Shia LaBeouf or, or, <laughs> or in Arabic, it's uh, a LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> who, oh, who has a brother, uh, Sunni LaBeouf. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he has a sister called uh, Sufi LaBeouf. Uh, oh, God. We'll see. <laughs>
1: hey, you never, uh, you never know. I think this episode is more uh, just like last week's episode on Adam Sandler. We're not just doing a, a career rundown because – fuck, at this point, who gives a shit about Shia LaBeouf's career? We're just going into the weird and twisted mind of Shia LaBeouf. Like, what causes him to do the things he does on a regular basis?
0: Yeah. Like, um, how did my man go from uh, Even Stevens to, you know, shit like uh, Constantine or... uh... Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, and uh, of course, the Transformers movies, and oh, uh, before we all forget, uh, Indiana Jones, and oh, the Kingdom God. of the Crystal I, Skull.
1: I think even he wants to forget he was in that.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, Lucas Films also wants to forget that.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. <clears throat> I, I, t- to be fair, I thought the first Transformers was actually pretty good. They just had to make sequels, though.
0: Yeah, uh, which uh, kept increasing in runtime, and um, whose scripts uh, kept... I don't even know. Uh, more and more insane, but even the first one was already pretty cuckoo. But, uh, um yeah. Yeah, Michael Bay. Somebody somebody stop that man.
1: They can't. His movies make money.
0: Yeah. Um I think we discussed this either in episode one or at some point in this podcast. But um yeah. He's unstoppable.
1: He really is. Um Oh please say there's not gonna be another Ninja Turtles movie.
0: Um I think there will be.
1: Uh, God,
0: just like with Adam Sandler, it's, it's not about, um, who's letting him do this, but who can stop him.
1: Right. But I mean, (laughs) look, going back to Shia LaBeouf, I mean, we can start at the beginning with him. I mean, anyone that grew up in the nineties who watched the, uh, the Disney channel growing up, you remember the show, even Stevens. Hell yeah. It was honestly got one of my favorite shows growing up and he made the show. He made the show as the uh the prankster of the family, Louis Stevens.
0: Yeah, and uh you know, it's it's pretty standard uh, Disney uh children's fare, I suppose, but it's uh, it's quite charming.
1: Oh, it was. It was. It's so much so that they even got their uh uh, own a disney channel movie out of it
0: disney channel movies um,
1: uh-huh.
0: th- those were um those were a mix of uh quite good to uh you know wendy woo homecoming warrior which i don't know <laughs> why is uh, in my mind but yeah
1: hey hey brenda song's hot <laughs>
0: it's uh yeah uh i don't i kind of uh i don't think anyone will believe me but i think i i vaguely remember there was this strange movie or like either about 9-11 or around 9-11 and it starred hayden panettiere as like a army brat or like a navy brat and um it was full of jingoism, and it was like a Disney Channel original movie, but I, I can't seem to remember what it's called or what's, uh, what the title is uh, or how I can look this shit up.
1: Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I Oh, God, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, oh, God, what was the... Wait a minute, I, I might be thinking of something else because I remember another... A uh, Disney Channel movie, like centered around a, a military school, but it had Hilary Duff in it.
0: Oh yeah, there there was that one too. Um, fuck, was was dance also part of that movie?
1: Was dance what?
0: Yeah. Oh. Like, is dancing like a plot element, or am I mixing up like ten different Disney Channel movies?
1: Uh, at this point, who knows, but I, oh God, I, yes, yes. It all uh, revolves around this one, uh, I guess final performance where they use their, uh, use their guns or something. F- Fake. guns. Oh yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, now, now I remember, uh, man.
1: Oh, and it's got a uh, Christy Carlson Romano in it who played uh Ren Stevens.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, from what I remember, she was a bitch in in that movie.
1: Uh, yeah. It's okay. Uh, some, <laughs> it's okay. It's right. it's somewhere between uh, somewhere between even Stevens and Kim Possible. She made that.
0: Yeah, now I remember. Um, it's okay. She can be a bitch. She's hot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I, I concur. <laughs> I, I concur.
0: But yeah, even Stevens. Um, I forgot who played the dad, but he was also like he had that classic uh, sitcom dad look and behavior. Yep. Um, and uh, let's let's not forget uh, the character that was added, I think, later in the show. Uh, beans. Ah, yes. Beans. Who is, who is the requisite, I guess, the neighbor's weirdo type of character, which, uh, you know, everyone knows about, Steve Urkel, or, or Stefan Urkel.
1: That's right. Well, the the difference is Steve Urkel was part of the show from the beginning. He appeared on a, an episode in the first season and continued to go – he was so popular that he continued to go strong. Unfortunately for someone like Beans, he suffers from what – a lot of television critics like to call uh cousin Oliver syndrome,
0: yeah, I was just about to say that um I guess this is the kind of character that's supposed to be cute or like precocious or like supposed to appeal to like oh you know they're kinda they're kinda um, you know just just like a like a weird neighbor's kid, you know, but right. it just ended up being annoying
1: yeah no it's like as the main characters you know get older and they're doing more things and exploring more uh, adult topics i feel like a lot of these shows have to bring on like a quote-unquote cutesy character to remain that uh to to retain that like seven to age seven to ten demographic
0: yeah which um i don't think it was really necessary because i mean if you listeners out there know um disney channel kind of operates on this thing where they only make 65 or 66 episodes of any given show and then Mm -hmm. they just basically forget about it and move on to the next thing so really it's not like they're not spending that much time per show so i don't know what this worry about them needing like fresh uh fresh characters
1: I, I don't know. I always found every episode with him in it incredibly annoying, and it wasn't really that necessary. And the reason they do 65 shows is because that's just enough episodes for uh, for syndication, so they can constantly rerun it all the time.
0: Yeah, which uh, which they do, and um, I think they still do.
1: Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure if you like go to the Disney Channel – maybe not right now, but maybe sometime tonight, uh, they, they might show an episode or two perhaps.
0: Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched Disney channel probably since even Stevens
1: went off. Yeah, probably or like Kim around possible. Or, Kim possible or that's so Raven.
0: That's so Raven.
1: That's a good show. That was a good show. Uh, not, uh, great! Now the theme song's stuck in my head forever.
0: <laughs> and now, now she's uh, she's on the View. I think.
1: Oh no, she has her. Uh, she's returning as Raven. Oh, oh, is she? She is. She's. Uh, she signed on, I think, either with Disney or ABC, and she's reprising her role as as Raven <laughs> as Raven as Raven well, basically, Baxter basically, as Raven Baxter, and I think it's going to portray her as a. As a mom now.
0: Oh shit. Um so are her kids gonna have the the visions?
1: Yeah, the, the visions, the psychic ability. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think so, because that worked out so well with shows like uh, Girl Meets World and Fuller House.
0: Yeah, um I guess the next thing is just, uh, you know, since uh, Tim Allen's not doing anything, is uh, to make uh, Home Improvement too, Uh bigger and improvement tier.
1: And instead of Tim Allen, it would be starring uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh,
0: and uh, you now Wilson's still there, um, and we still don't see his face
1: actually no the guy who played wilson unfortunately passed away
0: oh well we'll bring him back with holograms and shit
1: <laughs> by that point yes
0: we can if we can bring tupac back to coachella um you bet your ass we can bring him back half a face
1: yes yes absolutely
0: it's this like just a hack you know every every, every starting you know stand-up guy has made this observation but Wilson's got to be naked behind that fence right
1: besides the hat yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. he's just just (laughs) tugging his 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 pud when when Tim Taylor is (laughs) talking
1: so (laughs) damn it I just thought of a bad joke right now I'm not gonna say anything (laughs) damn it yeah well, shit, I'm sure Rule 34 is already ruined I'm, that I'm image sure. for me.
0: I'm uh, sure. Just go on uh, DeviantArt and uh, see what you can find, folks. Go nuts. Go nuts. So yeah, back to Even Stevens. Um, I think one of my favorite episodes is actually the musical one. Just because oh, yeah, it was, like, right. annoyingly catchy.
1: <laughs> I think that was one of the first ones to do a quote-unquote musical episode
0: yeah um and it wasn't bad
1: i liked it no it wasn't
0: my, my child mind was excited
1: mine too and considering the main uh, actress that actually went on to do some broadway it was perfect
0: yeah i think um what musical was it? i think christy carlson romano was bell for like that's right two or three weeks at beauty and the beast oh
1: Oh, longer. longer. Longer, my friend. Two or three years.
0: Two or three years? Oh, man. Yeah. I thought uh, I thought it was like a special engagement shit, like when uh, Sarah Bareilles was doing The Waitress.
1: <laughs> no, no. She was actually a, a featured player for a prolonged period of time.
0: Wow. Also, as a side note, I, I would like to see Sarah Bareilles do The Waitress.
1: Again. <laughs> Again, I I think her, uh, th- I think the, that engagement's already done. Sorry to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know.
0: Yeah. So after um, even Stevens in the, and the even Stevens movie, uh, that's, uh, that's when, uh, he started, uh, our man Shia LaBeouf started, uh, you know, branching out a bit. Uh, he's still doing more or less, uh, I don't, I don't know it's it, it, it's not like uh nymphomaniac or uh i guess eagle eye or wall street but you know he's branching out from like the kid from
1: the kid stuff the kids he's stuff. doing he's doing a little bit more uh, a conventional i uh, i guess conventional films for him like i'm in a I saw him in Dumb and Dumberer, that really crappy sequel to <laughs> Dumb and Dumber.
0: Yeah, he was in um, that one. He was in Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle.
1: He was, that's right. Which was weird. I'm like, wait a minute. Is that Louis Stevens on the screen? Yeah. It kind of blew my mind when I saw it. I'm like, huh? Yeah, I think,
0: that- and... Uh... He was also in uh iRobot and uh and the and the golf movie we we re- referenced last week, uh or last time. Oh. I don't know when this will come out. The greatest game ever played. But I yes. think most people remember his first, I guess, non TV role as uh, the movie Holes.
1: That's right. Where
0: yes. uh where he, he basically gets uh, sent to an internment camp and he has to be a slave.
1: <laughs> and dig holes all the time. He plays the illustrious role of Stanley the Fourth.
0: Yes, um, based, based on uh, <clears throat> the children's book uh, by, I think it's Louis Sacher. Louis Sacher, I don't know.
1: I think so, yeah, you got that right.
0: And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a magical realism for kids. Yes. Uh, yeah.
1: No, I was just about to say I really enjoyed the film. I thought it really, I thought it was well adapted from the book and I thought Shia did a fantastic job. Yeah.
0: Uh, and it's got, it's got some, uh, it's got some other big names too. I think uh, Sigourney Weaver it was the camp counselor, quote unquote. That's right. Um, Eartha Kitt was in it. She she mm-hmm. played a gypsy of some sort. Uh-huh. Um, perennial cable actor uh, Dule Hill is in it at some point.
1: That's right.
0: And uh,
1: John, Boyd. John, John, Boyd, John Voight. John uh,
0: Voight. John Voight. Angelina Jolie's dad. Mm-hmm.
1: Which a lot of people don't know because you can hardly see the resemblance between the two of them.
0: Yeah. Um John Voigt just looks like an old white man and uh Angelina <laughs> Jolie looks like Angelina Jolie.
1: That's right. If you were to think of like a stereotypical old white man for your movie or for your screenplay, or just in general, you'd think of John Voigt.
0: Yeah, he's he's like the most like central casting white person. <laughs>
1: pretty much well nowadays obviously when he he wasn't when he was younger
0: yeah he was he was a looker (laughs) yeah Yeah, i guess so yeah uh so holes um stanley yelnats um i think he stole he stole some jordans or some shit and uh he he has to go to 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 a child slavery camp and dig holes for for uh, Ripley
1: uh-huh. and,
0: uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's and there's something involving like a, a buried treasure or something in this old kind of a uh, like literal gypsy's tale go see the movie yeah if you haven't seen it please go see the movie it's actually a lot of fun
0: yeah um what was it yeah like so uh stanley's ancestor uh was cursed by a gypsy and uh i guess uh that means their life in the new world would always be shit or whatever until uh until they break the curse and uh yeah so it's uh it, it is quite uh magical realism
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it it's, really it's, is it's and a, it also spawned a also spawned a, a fear of yellow spotted lizards
0: that's true um yeah i just watched the show it's uh i forgot what it what 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 they said about uh the yellow spotted lizards but uh yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah, so uh so, so is kind of he's kind of riding high at this point. He did holes, he did a fantastic job. He's continuing to do films and then then in 2007 he gets his breakthrough role. He gets the illustrious part of Sam Witwicky in the live action version of Transformers.
0: Hell yeah. This is, uh, this is the start of a phenomenon, apparently, since, uh, Transformers will probably be filmed and released until the sun burns out.
1: Or until Michael Bay croaks.
0: Maybe even after that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that's a thought.
1: Oh, God, wait, they're gonna do that thing, like, in, uh, in Futurama, they're just gonna get his, uh, his head and, like, put it in a bunch of, uh bunch of liquid and you can still communicate to everyone through that oh god oh the thought yeah the horror
0: <laughs> but yeah uh transformers 2007 uh yeah you know it's a, it's a classic uh michael bay opus there's uh a million explosions there's uh american flags Mm-hmm. There's uh, gratuitous shots at uh, Megan Fox's ass mm-hmm. and uh, bare midriff. That's right. Also, this was not the first time that uh, he shot Megan Fox. I think she was like a, she had like a cameo appearance in one of the Bad Boys movies. So, Did she? I think so. Just like a, just like as one of the club dancers or something. I vaguely remember someone looking like her.
1: Oh wow! What a stretch.
0: <laughs> Whatever, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, of course, based on uh, the Saturday morning, morning uh, toy commercial and cartoon, and uh, yeah, um, that's what I meant. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, it was basically the show itself was basically a big, uh, big toy commercial.
0: All the shows back then were uh, G.I. <laughs> Joe, Power Rangers. Um, they were just DuckTales. Uh, DuckTales. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Disney movies, that's uh, Raiders of the Lost Lamp. Uh, Treasures of the Lost Lamp. That was a good one. It was. And uh, they're also bringing DuckTales back.
1: Oh, yes. They have brought it back.
0: And, uh, did you, did you play the game too? The DuckTales game on, I think it was. Game, was too, uh, game yeah, was too difficult. Yeah. I think. yeah. <laughs> I think that was the first time I learned how to swear.
1: <laughs> I think for me, uh, for me as well, <laughs> all, all those, uh, Disney Capcom games from the, from the early nineties, like whether it be DuckTales, Tailspin,
0: Chippendale. Those were, those games put some hairs on your chest. Even even if you were like seven years old.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But
0: yeah. um, Shia was uh, Sam Witwicky for uh, three um, successful movies, which again, we, we're We're really not quite sure how it continued to be successful, I mean, I guess like the first one, you know, yeah, you get to see like giant robots on the big screen there's uh there's a lot of explosions, and uh I guess there's a few cool action scenes, but then you know these movies at this point are like three hours long, and uh, yes, who has the patience to sit through this shit? Uh,
1: who has the patience to sit through any Michael Bay movie nowadays, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I, I think I think somebody's already done this. They've just uh, cut together every single uh, Michael Bay uh, explosion in all his movies.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I think uh, American Film Institute did that. Uh, <laughs> 100 years, 100 explosions.
1: <laughs> all from Michael Bay.
0: All from Michael Bay. I think uh, he's had enough for... Yeah, for a century,
1: <laughs> for two lifetimes. <laughs> but yeah,
0: in between, in between, uh, in between uh, Transformers, um, he also did uh, a bunch of other movies. Uh, the mm-hmm. Penguin Surfing Movie Surfs Up.
1: Oh God, he did do that. Yes,
0: um, Disturbia, which mm-hmm. I I didn't actually see so I'm not gonna say too much about it um,
1: well, th- think of it as the uh, the the teen version of a rear window
0: yeah uh, I think that's what I remember from the trailer I'll, I'll trust your mm-hmm. judgment yeah and uh, he was also in uh, iRobot uh, uh-huh another terrible movie um, Constantine where he I was think, in Constantine? Yeah, he was a taxi driver in Constantine. Oh man. Um that was also I think when when he said uh, grown-up words. Mm. I think uh yeah, I think that was the first time I remember him saying holy shit. <laughs> and, yeah, probably. Uh, and yeah, uh after the first Transformers came out, there is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which, um...
1: Why did it need to be made?
0: And also... Yeah, uh... Just... Why?
1: (laughs) Why? George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, what were you thinking?
0: Yeah, and, uh, who wrote this shit?
1: Um the question. Hang on, I will find out.
0: Cuz you know, it's uh it's a completely uh it's a completely different tone from the rest of the franchise, I would say. I mean, I, I you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Indiana Jones was, uh, you know, kind of like those old uh film serials and uh H ritter Haggard novels and like, you know, Alan Quartermain type of shit. Yeah. So it was it was more about like the age of exploration style mysticism mm-hmm. and adventure and uh, Yeah, I mean um archaeologists don't get to do that much fun in the real world but you know it's like that <laughs> that kind of romance. Uh the the romancing the stone type of shit. Yeah, the, which was which
1: which itself was a direct parody of uh, Indiana Jones.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that that uncharted type of shit, you know.
1: Uncharted, Tomb Raider,
0: Tomb Raider. Um, hmm. So yeah, um, they made a movie about uh, Indiana Jones, who is uh, old as shit at this point, and. Um,
1: I w- I will say this though Harrison Ford is at least trying he's 65 at the time of this film at the time of that filming and he's still doing all his own stunts.
0: Yeah. um, Which I guess maybe we should uh, discourage him from doing um, given (laughs) how many times he's, uh, he's uh, you know, cheated death. Yeah. um, How many times he's (laughs) like, (laughs) <laughs> barely landed onto orange John Wayne airport. <laughs> yeah. I think once a week we get a news about like, yeah, Harrison Ford. Um, This is a KTLA. And uh, with a special report, uh, Harrison Ford crashed into another golf course in Southern California. Mm-hmm. More at 11.
1: <laughs> it's like, don't worry, folks. He's fine. He's,
0: he's alive. literally,
1: he's literally indestructible.
0: If you remember from the third Indiana Jones movie, he drank. Uh, you know, he he got that cup. Uh, wait, no, that was Sean Connery.
1: Yeah, that was Sean Connery that got the cup of everlasting life.
0: Yes, um, <laughs> I think it seems to be working for him. I haven't I haven't seen any recent pi- pictures, but I'm sure he's doing well.
1: I'm I'm sure he is as well. It's like, but remember, in the Latin, Jehovah begins with an I.
0: We named the dog Indiana
1: i love that i love how that was like the ultimate payoff yeah the, the <laughs> ultimate uh ultimate denouement just like you know oh shit you just uh found the uh, you just found the holy grail like how are you gonna end it with some jokes nice work
0: <laughs> yeah um man it makes it all the more sadder that Indiana
1: Jones 4 exists. I know. And it was released nearly 20 years later.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. It features such great scenes as uh, Indiana Jones hiding in a fridge.
1: Oh, no. Uh, trying oh, to no.
0: trying to escape from uh, nuclear testing.
1: I, I remember watching that in theaters. And after that scene where he emerges from the fridge unharmed, there was some guy that went up and just said, shit." (laughs)
0: That sounds about right.
1: Yeah. There's that classic scene of uh, Shia LaBeouf uh, swinging from uh, vine to vine like he's freaking Tarzan.
0: Yeah. Um, With monkeys. With monkeys. Let's not forget. Um, with, vi- with obviously CGI monkeys and, um, okay. Lucas, Lucas films, you have, I get, like, I would say one of the best, one of the most like state of the art, you know, special effects groups, but why does it VFX look so shitty in that movie?
1: I know, I guess industrial light and magic was, uh, they were phoning it in for this one.
0: Yeah, I think even they were like, yeah, fuck this shit.
1: <laughs> they literally saw the writing on the wall we were just like, oh, God, we're going to put as much effort into this as Lucas is.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, even if, you, even, even if you look at, like, Star Wars 3, you know, it was like, story problems aside, at least, you know, the visual effects are... They, they still hold up
1: they do yes even if it means having to actually watch the prequels again
0: yeah but in indiana jones kingdom of the crystal skull it it's like at some points you can see the obvious like chroma key yeah like and um that thing in the jungle that uh that the 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 the, the the machine that, that chops down all the trees. It's like, it's so uh-huh. obviously computer <clears throat> that, like, they didn't even build, like, a scale model or anything to superimpose.
1: Right. Oh, and, uh, <clears throat> uh, sorry, spoiler alert for those that haven't seen it yet, but, uh, the end of the movie has uh, Indiana Jones finding aliens.
0: Which um wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, but again, it's it's just so out of step with the rest of the franchise, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, Shia LaBeouf plays uh, Indiana Jones' son, Henry Jones III, or
1: Henry jo- Mutt.
0: Mutt. Uh, yeah, they, they, it's it's very on the nose.
1: Yes, and he's trying so hard to imitate Marlon Brando from The Wild One that it's not even funny.
0: <laughs> I, I think the next step for Shia is to uh, is to imitate Marlon Brando from uh, Island of Dr. Maru.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, and knowing his intensity, which we'll get to in a bit, he might have the uh, chance to pull it off. Certainly a lot better than what Brando did.
0: yeah um those were those were the latter days of marlon brando
1: oh god where he literally just said fuck it give me the paycheck i'll do the scenes
0: and uh interesting bit of trivia he he literally wore a lampshade for one scene and everyone on set in Island of Doctor Maru was uh, afraid to tell him he was not supposed to wear that.
1: Right. <laughs> oh God. Yeah.
0: So, um, in in some ways, I think uh, I think Shaya's headed towards that direction anyway. But we'll we'll get to that.
1: We'll get to that. Yes. At this point, you know, he's still ver- fairly uh, level headed. Uh, he makes uh, films at around this time, like uh, Wall Street. Money never sleeps. He makes uh, Eagle Eye. What What else does he do? What else does he do around this time?
0: Well, this is the, this is the start of his uh, performance art, isn't it?
1: That's that's the next year. Oh, well, that's the uh, next yeah, year. That's that's around 2012. Oh my god. Yes um, so yeah by 2012 I think it's fair to say that Shia has had a, a few run-ins with the law. He's uh, been arrested for uh, public public drunkenness uh, a few times been caught with a DUI uh, and uh, but still like you know it's like oh like you know he's had a few uh, he's had a few missteps to so recover from this. Then 2012 happened, and the premiere of a certain movie called *Nymphomaniac*.
0: This is yeah. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's let's get into it.
1: Uh, all I know is that I never actually saw the film, but I know it was directed by uh, Lars von Trier. And it features several uh, unsimulated sex scenes.
0: Yeah, so so you know it's art.
1: Yes. You know it's definitely art. And when the film makes its premiere at the Russian Film Festival in Moscow, Shaya is on the podium along with the director and his fellow castmates – He's drinking out of uh, he's, he's drinking some vodka because of course he is and uh, somebody asked him a question about uh, what it was like for him to participate in all these unsimulated sex scenes uh, and he responds uh, rather cryptically or rather maniacally with the phrase uh, when the seagulls Follow the trawler. It is because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea.
0: Hell yeah, man! That's um, that's some slam shit right there. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but it's not when you
1: (laughs) realize it's not when you actually realize the uh the context of it. He was directly quoting a quote from former uh. A football player uh, Eric Cantona
0: who used yeah. to play
1: for uh used to play for Manchester United and was involved in an incident if you haven't seen it yet I suggest you watch it on YouTube where some fans were heckling him and he literally jumped into the stands and karate kicked the guy that was uh, heckling him like he's freaking Jackie Chan <laughs> It's quite something to see very uh, very agile for someone as tall as he was yeah or is, and when it got time to do the press conference, he said the exact same thing, and then got up and left. Now this was in 1995, and Shia decides to do the same exact thing in 2012.
0: So yeah, this is um, this is the start of uh, you know the 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 Shia LaBeouf that I guess more and more people are aware of for those who, who yeah. didn't grow up watching even Stevens.
1: Right. This is his slow, uh, descent into, uh, into madness.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's Lars von Trier's
1: fault. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, if you're looking for someone to blame for uh, Shia acting like uh, uh, King George the Third towards the end of his life, put pl- blame on uh, Lars von Trier.
0: Yeah. So, after uh, *Nymphomaniac* came out, mm-hmm. I mean. Shia is still doing movies um, recently. I remember him doing Fury. Um, that was pretty good.
1: It was all right. Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: And um, I don't think I saw American Honey, but yeah, he he's still doing movies, but he's also become more and more of a personality, shall we say. Yes. So, yes. More uh,
1: unhinged. Yeah. Or unhinged. <laughs> there's
0: uh, there's more and more people. Uh, you know. They they they've they've seen the pictures of his infamous uh, "I am sorry" uh, lunch bag hat. Uh, I am not famous I anymore. I am not famous. Yeah. And. Uh, Which. Go ahead.
1: Actually, that happened uh, an hour after the. Uh... After he walked out of the press conference for Nymphomaniac. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's on the red carpet in a very fine tuxedo with a bag over his head that says, I am not famous anymore. Which
0: was then followed up by the, I am sorry. Uh, I don't know what to. It's performance art, I guess uh um, yeah he's uh yeah what he's in some gallery in la and he's uh he's he's wearing the same get up but um yeah people see him in person and uh, he's crying or something
1: he is um i actually find it a little bit interesting i honestly wish i could have gone to to see it because i would have loved to have uh loved to have talked to i love that he was actually you know Well, first off, he actually did it himself. He didn't hire a a stand-in or a stunt double or anything like that. And I just would have loved to have talked to him for like a few minutes saying like, you know, just trying to gauge what his thought process was behind it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, there was the – I guess it's performance art as well, but um, he – he was showcasing all of his movies and invited people to watch them with him. And uh, <laughs> somewhat infamously, he was photographed falling asleep, watching his own movies. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I actually have a friend that uh, that went to that, and he said it was super awkward just watching, like, just looking at Shia in the front, just watching his old movies, that – Ironically, went in reverse chronological order. So it started with Fury, and then it just went all the way back to when he first started out.
0: I, 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 I don't know what what the point is, but hey, um, at least uh, he, he's doing something.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, more power to him.
0: More power to him. And I, I, I think there were a bunch of other performance art. Uh, pieces that he did where he's like he's not supposed to move and people like touch him or whatever
1: no oh i remember one in particular it was so bizarre uh he uh spoke with the uh one of the uh, editors of the magazine uh dazed and uh it was his idea for them to meet in a hotel room strap uh, gopros onto their heads and just look at each other look at each other in complete silence for an hour
0: yeah that's um i don't know what to say about that that's uh i guess that's almost uh, marina abramovician but yeah
1: but marina Abramovich actually moves when yeah, she performs yeah
0: yeah and she's a witch apparently
1: yeah that's what I've heard, <laughs>
0: although to be <laughs> fair, she does look like a witch I mean she's she it's like a pale like Balkan looking woman, and uh she dresses in like gothic clothing and yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but give credit to her. she's been doing this for over uh over sixty years, yeah. And each performance is more provocative and thought-provoking than the next. For sure. I guess this is this was his tribute to her. Might be. Maybe.
0: Inspiration, perhaps.
1: Yeah, yeah that works. That works.
0: And uh, more, more, most recently. Um, Shia LaBeouf uh, did the He Will Not Divide Us uh, installation. Installation? Yeah, I I think that's what he calls it. It's a a permanent live stream for however long uh, Donald Trump uh, is in office. And uh, basically it's a public uh, public participation is encouraged. And it was at the Museum for the Moving Image in Queens or whatever that's called. And um, yeah, for the first uh, week or so, Shia was actually there, and all he did was just yell, uh, "He will not divide us into into the camera."
1: Right. And oh, actually, actually, uh, no. I'm sorry. Please, please continue.
0: Yeah, um he could I think it's still up. So uh check it out on hewillnotdivide.us and uh, maybe you'll you'll get to see the man himself.
1: <laughs> oh, and apparently about a couple of months ago he was arrested again.
0: Of course he did.
1: <laughs> Let's just say his antics are getting a little bit more and more uh bizarre. Is that the right word? Bizarre? Yeah, yeah. Like there was one incident where uh, he uh, he attended a, a production of Cabaret on Broadway, and he, in a state of drunkenness, uh, leapt up onto the stage and started clowning around with all the uh, the actors. Like this wasn't this wasn't scripted. He actually leapt up onto the stage and uh, smacked the uh, Alan Cumming's ass.
0: <laughs> oh man that's uh there's there's audience participation and then there's that
1: uh yeah oh my god and i
0: think uh in the in the past few years there's also been videos of him uh trying his hand at rapping
1: oh for the love of god no not the rapping and uh
0: If you've, you know, if you've ever pictured a a white person trying to rap, he looks exactly exactly like, how do you expect? Just like this one video I saw, I guess he was hiking uh, Runyon Canyon Canyon, or like on the trails or whatever. He's shirtless and he's dirty and he's got a rat tail for whatever reason. And he's just like (laughs) spitting bars. And I'm like, Louis Stevens no. Please please don't.
1: <laughs> and the interesting part about that is that uh he actually uh lifted those lyrics. Yes. He actually plagiarized those lyrics. Yes.
0: Um it was also not the first time he plagiarized because I think Uh-oh. um he apologized for something and uh it turns <laughs> out those apologies were from somewhere else. <laughs>
1: That's right. No, he made a made a short film that received a lot of uh, critical praise, but uh, it was later found out that he had lifted the entire thing from this, uh, this comic strip that this one guy wrote and was found out and was forced to apologize. And he did, but he did using uh, words directly taken from a Yahoo Answers page.
0: Yeah, so that's um it's very bold.
1: Peak peak of originality right there.
0: <laughs> Yahoo answers. Um,
1: mm-hmm. um then there was that video where he went to Mount Rushmore and literally just shouted America the whole time. Oh yeah. Because why not?
0: I mean I think he was just channeling his inner Giuliani.
1: Or pretty much any uh, Republican politician right now.
0: Yeah. But no, I mean, uh, Giuliani, uh, I don't know if you remember from the Republican National Convention last year, but I think for like a good minute, all he did when he first got up on the podium is just like him yelling,
2: America! <laughs>
0: and of course the crowd was just going (sighs) 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 yeah so um (laughs) america's mayor folks uh rudy giuliani
1: Mm -hmm. and of course it's also reminiscent of that time where uh the uh the sentient pile of glazed ham that uh currently occupies the uh the White House literally got up on the stage during one of his speeches and just shouted, USA, USA.
0: (laughs) What a time to be alive.
1: Yeah, you you can say that again.
0: So, yeah, Uh, what's next for our our man, Chaya? What's what's this little scamp up to?
1: He is currently starring in a movie that's about to be released soon. About the Bjorn Borg, John McEnroe famous tennis rivalry.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, It might be interesting.
1: And let me just tell you, folks, I've seen the trailer. He is pitch perfect as McEnroe. Someone (laughs) who's loud. Someone who's bombastic. Someone who flinches at the slightest moment of disrespect. Someone who can become unhinged at any moment. Perfect casting. So I
0: mean, he's just playing himself. So
1: pretty much, I didn't. I didn't see John McEnroe up there. I saw Shia LaBeouf,
0: <laughs> and I saw
1: him try to uh, exercise some of his uh, old uh, demons through this character. Hell yeah! Who just happens to be a real person. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I'm a. Uh, you know what? I am going to check it out because I'm a little bit curious to see how he does in it and how the guy who plays uh, Bjorn Borg does. It's a it's a Swedish production, and the guy playing Bjorn Borg uh, is obviously is a Swedish actor, probably known more in uh, in Stockholm than in the U S. And we'll see, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, and uh, like we said, uh, he will not divide us is still up. Um, mm-hmm. go to the website, check it out. I think uh, some of the MAGA chuds are trying to take it down. So uh, yeah, hopefully the stream still keep, keeps going up, and um, hopefully you'll get to see the man himself at some point. I don't think he's Gosh. been on in a while though.
1: Uh, you never know; he might make a, a cameo appearance every now and then.
0: He'll he'll make a special appearance. Him, uh, him, and his rat tail. Uh, Although I don't think he has uh, Does he still have it? No,
1: no. No, thank God. I wish uh, he still has it. (laughs) (laughs) What was he trying to do with that? I'm trying to figure it out.
0: I don't know. I think it's just him trying to look as, like, dirty as possible.
1: Well, uh, that actually was accomplished during the making of uh, Fury because, uh, according to the man himself, while on set, he didn't shower for four months.
0: Yeah, because... Because, you know, that's uh, that's how you really get into a role. That's right. It, my man is is so method.
1: So, oh, so method. He's up there with Daniel Day-Lewis. He's up
0: there with DDL, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. But you know what? He's uh, still an entertaining personality and will continue to go see his films.
0: Yeah, so uh, what happened to Shia LaBeouf?
1: You know, I I think he just uh,
0: he just stepped out from from Disney. I mean, that's that's pretty normal, right? All all the Disney kids they want to grow up and they want to
1: do their own thing. They want to
0: do their own thing. They want to they want to be artists, and and they are. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, for some, that's. Um, it's uh, shit like this uh, where he, he's wearing paper bags on his head. Uh, other times they just uh, they just go to you know beyond Broadway for a spell, or uh, <laughs> they, they become more serious. But uh, or yeah.
1: uh, or they become cannibals.
0: That's true. That's true. Um, so I think uh, a few years back. There, there was a there was a video uh, circling around the internet, it's simply called Shia LaBeouf, and it's it's by a guy called uh, Rob Cantor. And mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't seen the video, please see it. It's do it. What? It's one of those all-time classics of the internet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, yeah. It's a it's a little it's a little story about uh, being lost in the night and being chased by actual cannibal. Shia LaBeouf. That's uh, that's that's, right. uh, that's our closing song this week. So, uh, as usual, it's been a, another episode of questions like this, and uh, this is Aristo uh, recording from uh, Jakarta, Indonesia.
1: And this is Alex recording from uh, the city so nice they named it twice, New York City.
0: And uh, of course, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, send a, shoot us an email to questionslikethispod at gmail dot com or questionslikethispodcast at gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, we'll put this up on our SoundCloud. And, yeah, well, thank you for listening. And this is the song Shia LaBeouf by Rob Cantor.
1: Take care, everyone.
3: You're walking in the woods. There's no one around and your phone is dead. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot him. Shia LaBeouf. He's following you about 30 feet back. He gets down on all fours and breaks into a sprint. He's gaining on you.
0: Shia LaBeouf
3: You're looking for your car but you're all turned around He's almost upon you now and you can see there's blood on his face My God, there's blood everywhere Running
2: for your life From Shia LaBeouf He's brandishing a knife. It's Shia LaBeouf Lurking in the shadows Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf Living in the woods Shia LaBeouf killing for sport Shia LaBeouf Eating all the bodies
3: above Now it's dark And you seem to have lost him But you're hopelessly lost yourself Stranded with a murderer You creep silently through the underbrush Aha! In the distance A small cottage with a light on Hope! You move stealthily toward it But your leg Ah! It's caught in a bear trap Quiet,
2: your leg Quiet, quiet me to the cottage Quiet, quiet Now you're on the doorstep Sitting inside Shia LaBeouf, sharpening an axe. Shia LaBeouf, but he doesn't hear you enter. Shia LaBeouf, you're sneaking up behind him. Strangling superstar Shia LaBeouf, fighting for your life with Shia LaBeouf. Wrestling in knife with Shia LaBeouf, stabbing his kidney. Safe at last from Shia
3: LaBeouf. You limp into the dark woods, blood oozing from your stump leg. You've beaten Shia LaBeouf.
2: Wait, he isn't dead, shy surprise, there's a gun to your head, and death in his eyes, but you can do jujitsu. Body slammed superstar Shia Lava, legendary fight with Shia Lava, normal Tuesday night for Shia Lava. You try to swing an axe at Shia Lava, but blood is really fast from your stump leg. He's dodging every swipe, he parries to the left, you cut to the right, you catch him in the neck, you're chopping off his...
3: His head topples to the floor, expressionless. You fall to your knees and catch your breath. You're finally safe from Shia LaBeouf.